And a fine hello and good day to all of you people out there in podcast and YouTube land. Welcome into Ronnie's Reflections, episode number 56. I am Ronnie. These are my reflections. This is a place where I look back on my week that I had and reflect on things like TV shows that I watch, games that I played, and we always focus on a question of the week as well. As of the time of the recording, it is Sunday, December 4th, 9.48 in the morning. We're doing a little bit earlier. We're into the month of December. It's very cold outside. Hoping that it'll warm up a little bit later so we can get out and play some golf. Uh, But who knows if that'll happen or not. I don't know. Uh, Song of the Week. I decided not just to uh, open up the show with Song of the Week, but I do have one to recommend out there to all of you fine folks. The song is In Absence of Identity. The artist is XLHC, otherwise known as Extra Large Holiday Card, otherwise known as Chris Freeman, who is the guitarist and one of the singers for my favorite band, Hot Mulligan. He released his five-song EP this week, entitled Plague Doctor, and my favorite song out of the five is In Absence of Identity. Go check that out if you're into Hot Mulligan or just good-sounding music. I think it's a really, really cool track. Uh, Listener feedback. Let's do that next, as we always do. Uh, The question of the week last week was, what is one moment in time you will never forget? My buddy Carter, he said, I will never forget reading the email telling me that I got cast in a nationwide Verizon commercial. That moment was proof to me that I needed to pursue a film career in any way. Can you hear me now? And Carter is. He moved to Georgia, if you didn't know, to pursue his film career. Uprooted his entire life. I think he was living in Washington before, so literally moved across the country and is chasing his dreams. Shout out to him. Kudos to him. I'm excited to follow along on his journey and watch him in some freaking TV shows and uh, movies at some point. It's going to be awesome. Richard, my other buddy, he said, I will never forget finally being able to take my son Noah home from the NICU Seeing the smile on my wife's face in the back seat was so wonderful. Having had the unfortunate experience of spending a little bit of time in the NICU myself, I can totally relate to that. I think that I don't know how long uh, Richard and his wife were in the NICU for Noah, his son, but uh, I would imagine that was probably longer than I had to stay there. We were there for, I think, a total of three days, maybe, maybe like two nights. And it was like the worst two nights and three days of my life. It was just awful. And I developed such an appreciation for the nurses and doctors that work in the NICU because they're dealing with, uh, you know, some very, very sick babies. And it's very sad. You know, a lot of them probably don't make it. And uh, it's just a long, long journey. And I remember being there and, you know, just feeling feeling really terrible that we were in that situation. Uh, but then also realizing that it could have been a lot worse. Three days is nothing to have spent that in the NICU. Uh, there were some families that had been there for months. You know, their their kids were born two or three months premature, and they were just hanging on to life every single day and just doing everything they could. So, uh, yeah, if you have the opportunity to walk out of the NICU with your kid, uh, then that is a really, 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 really good feeling. So, good stuff, Richard. And Noah now is thriving. He's just chattering all the time. I love, I love the dad vlogs. Keep him up, buddy. Kelly, she wrote an epic amount of moments in time she'll never forget. I must have struck a chord with her this week. So uh, let's read these. I'm excited. She said, roasting marshmallows. I like them burnt. So when they would catch fire, I'd blow them out and eat the top layer and then repeat. This particular day, I decided to wave the flaming marshmallow in the air to put it out. And the marshmallow came off the stick and landed on my nose. That was the most painful experience of my life. A literal blob of marshmallow on fire 
on her nose. That sounds horrible, but the way that she attacks roasted marshmallows, I agree with that. You get them on fire, you wave the little stick around as soon as they're on fire to try and put the fire out, and then you consume the deliciousness. Just, I don't know, like wear a face shield or something, or don't get so crazy with the flicking. I don't know. That's that's very traumatic. The next one, she said, the day I could have become a statistic was another day she'll never forget. When I was maybe six, we were leaving to go to my big sister's softball game. While heading out, my mom sent me to my room to get different shoes. When I finally came out of my closet with a different pair of shoes, I noticed my mom and all the rest of the kids were gone. This was the first time I'd ever been left alone. I was absolutely terrified and ran outside crying, looking for mom's van and a neighbor that I'd never met before was coming home. He pulled over, got out, and checked to see if I was okay. I explained to him that my mom forgot me, and we jumped into his car. As I, explaining, as I was explaining to him how to get to the ball fields, we saw my mom fly by. The stranger flipped around and followed her back to the house, thankfully. I still, to this day, remind my mother of this day. It kills her. Uh, in her defense, she has nine kids with her that day, so I understand her confusion, thinking everyone was in the van. Ladies and gentlemen... This is a literal Home Alone situation. The plot from Home Alone could have absolutely been lifted from this experience. I'm glad that your neighbor was not a creepy weirdo and did the right thing and helped you out and you were reunited with your mother and uh, yeah, we've got Kelly in our life. So that's a good thing. I'm very glad that you did not become a statistic. That is that is very, very terrifying. Um, speaking of the devil, I just got a text message from her. <laughs> Making meatloaf for dinner. Tried to catch a kitten at mom's that looked like Duchess for you, but it wouldn't let me close to it. Aww. I miss my Duchess kitty cat. We're going to talk about cats later on. That's kind of funny. Um, question of the week. This is a tough one for me. Um, it's a purple card. What part of yourself would you like to improve? And the purple cards are supposed to encourage self-reflection. And this one absolutely encouraged a lot of self-reflection within me. Um, just to show the card, it is purple. It is about self-reflection. What part of yourself would you like to improve? There's many parts that I'm sure everyone would like to improve about themselves, but I think that, you know, these, these questions and this journal, it's an opportunity for me to dig a little deeper and not just do surface level, easy answers all the time. Like sometimes that's okay. But, you know, as I think about that one and I thought about it, um, cause I got, what I did was I woke up today, I got back it up. Well, I woke up at five 30 for some reason on a Sunday morning, had coffee, had some donuts a little later. That was delicious. Uh, got back it up at eight, got him ready to go back to his mom's before we left for that. I came in here and I got my outline together. That way I could just come home, hit record and go. And I pulled that card and I'm glad that I pulled it because it gave me an opportunity to reflect on that question as I was driving to take Beckett back to his mom. And I think that I realized the thing that I want to improve about myself during that drive and then whenever I met up with his mom, because the thing that I would like to improve most about myself is just being able to forgive and to stop being bitter about that whole that whole situation. So I'm sorry that this is getting maybe a little bit too personal, uh, but I feel like, you know, in a way, this is this is a way for me to share those those kinds of things. Um, you know, like whenever you whenever you are in a relationship with somebody and you're in that relationship for a long time, um, you wind up putting a lot of faith in that person and a lot of 
I guess the the goofy way to say it is you put all of your eggs in one basket, um, which which I did with Beckett's mom for a long, long time. I mean, like the entire time that we were together. And then whenever you get into a situation, unfortunately, whenever um, things don't work out and you find out that maybe all of the eggs that you put in that basket were misplaced, there's going to be some some bitter feelings. And I've I've felt very bitter, <laughs> very, very bitter towards Beckett's mom for a long time. And I think that that has more than anything else, probably like more than my diet and losing weight and gaining weight, more than uh, giving back to other people, like, like being more giving. These are things that I was like, ah, oh, those are things I'd really like to improve my, about myself more than being more engaging on a camera for sure. That was another thing I thought about. I would like to, I would like to end feeling bitter about that whole situation because it has negatively affected uh, not only my own mindset, it's, it's certainly affected my own mindset for the last five years or so, um, but it's also affected relationships uh, that I've had with people. And probably still, it, not probably, it definitely still continues to affect relationships that I have with people. And I don't like that. I don't think that that's... I don't think that that's any way to live for anybody, and I don't think that that's that's a way that I want to continue forward. Um, it'd be really nice if I could just forget all about it, let it go, stop being bitter, and just move on. <laughs> uh, and I think that that's that's something that I need to continue working on. Um, I'm in a I'm in a pretty good place in my in my headspace as of late. I would say, you know, in regards to the opposite sex and how I feel about, um, you know, relationships and things of that nature, but I'm still not all the way there. I still haven't completely forgotten, forgiven and moved on from that. And I think that once I get to a place when I can do that, then I'll just be a lot, a lot happier. And the people that I love in my life, I think will uh, appreciate that. And the relationships that we have will be, um, much more positive. I think in the future. So that's, that's pretty deep. (laughs) I considered moving the question of the week to the last uh, thing that I covered this week, but I'm a sucker for routine. So uh, we're just covering it there. Sorry if that's a little bit too deep for you, a little bit too much information for you. Uh, But yeah, I just, I haven't had the best of luck with relationships. Um, You know, like I was engaged once before in my life and that one didn't work either. Uh, luckily, that one didn't work before we got married. She wound up cheating on me um, with my best friend before we got married. So that's that's okay. But yeah, so like relationships has just not been super positive and productive, I guess, for the long term. But I am not uh, completely innocent in this by any means. Don't, don't think that uh, Beckett's mom is like this big evil person. You know, like... I think if you're in a relationship for any amount of time with someone, you get complacent, you get lazy, you get comfortable, and I would definitely say that I, I fell into that that trap uh, 100%. So um, it takes two to tango, and uh, instead of just being a bitter old goofball that can't let things go and, and places blame on uh, other people, I should look within myself, and uh, I think that you know this. This opportunity, this question that came up today is a good opportunity for me to reflect on that and to think about how I want to approach things moving forward and how I just want to forgive and 
not forget, but just, you know, look at things more positively, I guess, and, and be thankful for all of the good stuff that happened because of, of that relationship. You know, I got I got a Beckett out of it, right? Like, I won the lottery because of that. So I think that that's everything that I need to say about that. That's a big part of me that I want to improve, so we'll keep making steps on that uh, week by week. So let's get into the stuff that I watched this week. Yellowstone, season five, it's out. Episodes number one through four as of the time of the recording are out. I think probably the episodes come out on Sunday, so maybe a new episode will come out tonight. That'll be good. If you have watched any Yellowstone at all, I think that you'll continue to watch and enjoy Yellowstone with the season five. Um, if you have no idea what this is, I don't I don't know how that could occur, but maybe, maybe you've heard about it and you know that it's a really popular show, but you're just not exactly sure what it's all about. The premise is uh, it's Kevin Costner. He's the lead actor in it. He has a ranch in Montana, and he's had to defend his ranch from all sorts of drama and characters throughout the five seasons. In the current season, uh, he finds himself in a very interesting role. I won't spoil it at all, but he finds himself in a little different role, and we see a lot more politics being played in this current season and less small-town drama. Um, and I thought originally that the politics would really turn me off because I do not like politics at all, but somehow they found a way to make politics interesting and it's not so over the top. Usually the seasons of Yellowstone are very over the top and just kind of ridiculous. And I kind of like that in a way because it's just, it's just so ridiculous and so outlandish and so wild, um, that it's, it's kind of fun to watch. It's like, it's like a good popcorn movie where you just, you just can't believe the stuff that's going on and the things that people are doing. Um, but I'm really enjoying this season. It's, it's quite, quite good. Um, they've introduced some new characters as they do with every season. There's still the, um, continuing storylines and drama from the other seasons. Uh, the next prequel is coming. I think it's called 1893. I want to say they've done They've done, is it, was it 1788? No, it couldn't have been. It must have been like, I don't know. They did something that was like right after the Civil War up to the 1900s, and now they're going to do another prequel series where it's the Dutton family from Yellowstone, so Kevin Costner's Dutton family, but they do time jumps. And so the one that they're getting ready to come out with has Harrison Ford playing, I think his grandpa is who who he's going to play. He's going to play Kevin Costner's grandpa, but he's going to play his grandpa like, when he was growing up and added like Kevin Costner's age, basically, or not Kevin Costner, Harrison Ford's age. It's confusing, but it's really cool. I like all of the Yellowstone things. Um, it's, it's a very fun watch. Um, I binged through all four episodes within like the last week. And I thought that the other seasons, I think I rated them five or four each one. So um, check it out. I don't know. Check it out. I don't know where it's streaming because uh, it's not on Paramount plus, which is really weird because it's owned by Paramount, but yeah, if you can find it somewhere, you should watch it. It's good. <laughs> the other thing that I watched this week that I'd never seen before, um, Krampus, K-R-A-M-P-U-S. This is a Christmas horror movie. That's right, a Christmas horror movie. And uh, there's a, a I, I do a podcast uh, for my work, and I interviewed uh, an employee and they mentioned that this is their favorite movie 
And it sounded very intriguing to me. And I'm always looking for new uh, ho- holiday movies to try out every time the holidays come around. And I'd never heard of this. I'd never seen it. Um, it has a couple of famous people in there. Adam Scott being one of them of Parks and Recreation fame. He was Ben in Parks and Rec. And then it's got, um, I can't ever remember his name. And if even if I said his name, you probably wouldn't recognize it. I know him as Todd Packer from The Office, that guy. He was also in Anchorman. He's the bald guy. Uh, I don't know his name, and you wouldn't either if I, if I told you his name. He's got a very common just like, that doesn't seem like that should be his name, but that's his name. He is in it, and then uh, Tony Collette is in it. I don't know what I know her from, but she's got a very recognizable face. And then uh, uh, Todd Packer's wife in Krampus. She is somebody that I've seen in many things, like comedy things, and she's great. So it's got a really good cast. But the premise is that this young boy, he decides that he doesn't believe in Santa anymore. He's, he's kind of ho-hum about the holidays. And apparently that brings upon the family the Krampus. And the Krampus is it's essentially a demon. It's a hoofed demon with horns, and it has little murder doll things like jack-in-the-boxes, elves, gingerbread, assassin, cookie guys. These kinds of things come into the house and they attempt to take out all of the non-believers. The ending of that movie was fantastic. I loved the ending of that movie. And I could see how it could be very divisive. And some people would say, I hated the end of that movie. I loved it. I thought it was really, really, a really, really good movie. And with that, because of that, I rated a three out of five, which is good on my uh, watching scale of amazingness. Krampus, if you're looking for something that's just a little bit different, and it's not gory, so I feel like you could watch this with somewhat younger members of the family. I would not watch it with anybody maybe below the age of 13, probably, because it's pretty spooky, and um, it's, it's pretty spooky, but there's not any gore, there's not any sex. I don't recall any crazy amounts of language. Uh, I just recall it being a really kind of fun and different kind of holiday movie, I guess. It's Christmassy. It's very Christmassy. <laughs> and it, it ultimately, it does have a really good message to say about the holidays, I think, which is kind of crazy for a horror movie where demons and gingerbread cookie assassins come into the house and try and murder people. Who would have known? Let's move on to the games that I played this week. I continued to play Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Folks, I'm pretty sure it's my favorite Pokemon game that I've ever played. Before that, it was Arceus, and Arceus is great, but I just feel like the storyline and the stuff you can do in Scarlet and Violet is just just better. They uh, Apparently, they had a thing this weekend where you could catch shiny Charizard, but in order to get that guy, you had to have already beaten the game, and I'm still kind of taking my time through it. I've got... I think three quests left, and then I will have beaten the game. And I I can't stop playing this thing. I just, I really, really love it. I put probably, I would say, two hours a day into it. That's a lot for me for gaming. You know, like outside of Fortnite, that's a lot of of gaming for me. So uh, if you have never played a Pokemon game, I think that this one is very welcoming. I really don't have issues with the graphics. It's gotten smeared on social media to no ends about the graphics. The graphics are fine. If you get in really populated areas, it's going to slow down a little bit. But it's so cool to see all the little Pokemon just like roaming around in, in flocks and in packs. 
and you can catch any of them. You can go anywhere. I've got my uh, my little motorcycle Pokemon that you can ride around the map. I've got him all leveled up now, so now I can climb mountains. I can fly. I can jump high. I can swim on water. I can go anywhere, and I can do anything. Reading Rainbow. I don't know why, but like what I was saying, it <laughs> it was making me think of the Reading Rainbow song. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I think this next week I will definitely be beating it, and I'll look forward to giving it a 5 out of 5 officially next week, I think, probably. Uh, the other game that I played this week, of course, was Fortnite, but some big things happened in the world of Fortnite, and that was the end of Season 3. It's over. Season 3 is done. No more chapters in Season 3. It seemed like a very quick season. I want to say we only had four chapters, in season two, I feel like there was ten chapters, maybe. So season three, done. They completely did away with the season three map, and now today season four has launched. I went ahead and loaded it up, and I purchased a battle pass for my two buddies. Uh, happy holidays to them, just kind of as a l- little spread of, of Christmas cheer. And uh, we're gonna play some more Fortnite. The new map, it seems interesting. The the theme is fractured. And there's different sections of the map that are on, like, different areas. The whole map itself is now floating in space instead of it just being in the ocean, which is kind of how it's always been before. It was always kind of in the ocean. Now it's floating in space. There's different weapons. The bow is back. Uh, The big skins for the battle pass are the Witcher, which is dope. I get to be the Witcher. Henry Cavill's version. The hell with the other guy that's going to do it. That's going to suck, man. That's going to be so hard to like watch Henry Cavill as the Witcher and then switch over to the new guy. New guy, I can't remember his name. He's uh, married to um, that one girl, you know, Miley Cyrus. He's married to her. Um, he's the brother of Thor, and now I can't even remember Thor's name. You guys are screaming it at me. I'm sorry. I suck. <laughs> but he's one of the uh, skins you can get, not the husband of ex-husband of Miley Cyrus, but the Witcher. The actual Witcher. You can get him. You can get, uh, oh, the Doomslayer guy. And then they also teased Mr. Beast in one of the cinematics. He was just kind of floating by, so he'll probably show up at some point as a skin. That would be fun to be Mr. Beast. Speaking of Mr. Beast, I watched the latest Mr. Beast YouTube video today, and they put 100 kids in a box, and they put 100 adults in a box. They couldn't see each other, but the objective was... Whoever had more people in their box after, I think, five days, then they would all split, I think, a half a million dollars. The, I won't spoil who won, but he had a, a product placement, a paid advertisement within the video with Nerf. There's this new Nerf gun out that shoots little gel water ball things. And they're extremely inexpensive, like the Mr. Beast Nerf gun and 20,000 bullets is up for pre-order on Target for 70 bucks. 20,000 bullets. I come from the world of paintball. I've been I've been doing paintball since I was I don't know, like 12 or so, I think is whenever I got my first gun. And paintballs are really expensive and they hurt a lot. These things, it's an automatic gun and you charge it with a USB cable and he was just shooting people all over the place and like it doesn't hurt, but how fun is that to be able to shoot people with like little bitty water balloons? So I ordered one. I ordered a Mr. Beast edition. Uh, I'm going to keep that one sealed probably just to see if it's limited edition at all. Uh, but those are cool, and I'm excited about that. And I was actually talking to Beckett about it on the drive back 
to uh, take his take him to his mom, and he said, "I want to I want to get a gun. Like, let's have a little a little blaster war." That kind of surprised me. I think as soon as I shoot him, he's not going to like it. But if he can just shoot me, he'll love that. So I might buy I might buy a couple of those just to have a little war with with Captain Beckett. That'd be a nice little Christmas Day activity, wouldn't it? The only thing that kind of stinks about the ammo is that you have to soak the water things in water. I don't know how long you have to soak them for, but you put them in water and then they blow up a little bit and then you can load them in your gun and shoot each other with them. Looks like fun. So I ordered the Mr. Beast version. Looks cool. Let us move into the final topics of conversation with other stuff and things. I've got four things to talk about, but most of them are going to be pretty rapid fire. First up, Chiefs are favored to win the Super Bowl for the first time this season and Patrick Mahomes is favored to win the MVP. At this point in time, I think we're 9-2 or 10-2 or something. We play Cincinnati today at 325. This is a, a revenge game for us because, of course, the Bengals knocked us out of the playoffs last year in the AFC Championship game. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, uh, he can he can do some things with the football. We've been uh, talking a little trash this week, which is kind of uncharacteristic. Uh, it was just the new guy, Justin Reed, the new safety. He was talking some trash to uh, T. Higgins, the receiver for the Bengals. Higgins was giving it back, and then Andy Reid addressed it in the media. It was like, he's a new guy. He doesn't understand that we don't we don't talk uh, during the week. So apparently he called in Justin Reed. Justin Reed got called into the principal's office, which is hilarious to me. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to a, a really fun game today. I know that we've got a lot to prove. We definitely, definitely want to win this one. It's in Cincinnati. We haven't won there, uh, I think, and uh, it's been a, it's been a while. I saw a statistic. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but it's been a couple of games. Um, Cincinnati's field is notoriously bad. There's a big controversy this season about artificial turf versus grass fields in the NFL. Most of the players are wanting to make a move towards all grass fields, and uh, I think that, that that's definitely going to happen in the future, but. Cincinnati, unfortunately, is a turf field, and it is one of the ones that uh, a lot of players point fingers at as it being very dangerous to play on. So, uh, whether we win or lose, I am just praying that we go into that game with uh, a full roster and we leave that game with a full roster and that we don't have any just terrible injuries because the stars are aligning, right? The Chiefs are favored to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes is favored to win the MVP. I put 50 bucks on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. That will pay out $500. I really could care less about that. I would just love to see the Chiefs win another championship because I think um, Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he's only in his sixth season. He's doing things that nobody's ever done before, breaking all of the records. It's, it's insane, and still yet uh, people don't really give him the credit that he deserves. They say, oh, it's the roster. Oh, it's this, it's that. Tyreek Hill isn't on our roster anymore, the number one receiver in the NFL, and uh, Mahomes is favored to win the MVP. He's he's only gotten better as time has gone on and as things have changed. So, needless to say, I'm excited for the game today, and uh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Another thing that I'm excited for that is coming up very soon, Hot Mulligan is playing a freaking concert in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Me and Kelly had been talking about uh, taking a day trip out to Tulsa just because it's a cool place. She loves Oklahoma. And uh, we got wind that Hot Mulligan was going to be announcing a tour. They did a little Instagram live. And then we were like, how cool would it be if Hot Mulligan was going to come to Tulsa? To my knowledge, they hadn't come to Tulsa before. And uh, they released the tour schedule, and lo and behold, bam, they're coming to Tulsa. Not only are they coming to Tulsa, 
they're coming to Kansas City as well, like maybe a month later, which is pretty cool because we could go to the Tulsa show, which I've already bought my tickets for. And then if we really liked the amount of time that Hot Mulligan got on stage, because that's that's what makes me hesitate about going to two shows on the same tour is they're not headlining. Uh, the Wonder Years are headlining, but there's only three bands in total. So I'm betting that they're going to get at least an hour on stage. And if they get an hour on stage, I will definitely be tempted to go uh, again to see them in Kansas City. So I'm super stoked about that. Uh, we'll try and, and hook up with the drum guy again and try and pl- trade him some Pokemon cards and get another drum skin. I would really love to get a Chris, Chris Freeman guitar pick. That's like my ultimate goal. And then uh, it'd be really funny if I saw Tades and he was like, don't film me. <laughs> if you know that story, you know. That would be great. Third thing I want to talk about, I'm a cat guy. We were talking about cats a little bit earlier, and I had the realization like I knew that I was a cat guy before, but I really, I really like cats. They're they're my animal. They're my kindred spirit. This week, um, we made more progress with the big gray cat that's been coming into the yard. Uh, previously to about two weeks ago, if this gray cat spotted me, it would immediately run away, jump the fence, and be gone. Uh, maybe like two weeks ago, it started to come inside the garage whenever I was feeding the cats in the morning. This week, while I was feeding the cats, this cat was rubbing up against Mr. Chonkachew, Catson. He was rubbing up against Mr. Pepper, and then he was just talking to me, meow, meow, meow. And then I would, I gave him the food one morning, and while he was eating, I started petting him. And he was like, oh, oh, I like that. Okay, all right, I like that. I like you. That's that's awesome. Thank you for that. So I don't know if I have a third cat. I still haven't, I haven't determined a name for him. Andy had a funny uh, idea for the name. He said like Fifty Shades of Grey or something like that. <laughs> he's a he's a big cat. I don't I don't know what to call him. He's a big dude. I don't know if I want to name him if he's going to be a part of the family or not. I noticed yesterday he was in the backyard just sunbathing, and it seems like the other two cats are okay with him. There's this female cat that comes around every now and then, and nobody likes her. Like nobody likes her. Get out of here, woman. Uh, but yeah, I think. I love Chonkachu. He is my dude. Um, if you don't know the story of how I got Chonkachu, Kelly's sister, uh, that is her cat, was her cat. <laughs> Keyword there. She was moving, and the place that she was moving did not allow for pets. So, um, and the cat couldn't really stay behind at Kelly's mom's house because they were, I think they were just like done having an inside cat, essentially. So I said, I will take him, and he can live in the basement. It'll be fine. He'll live in the basement. It'll be great. He really didn't seem like he enjoyed the basement at all. Like, he was pretty scared. He was kind of freaked out, and, like, it was a new place, unfamiliar. But even even with that, whenever he went outside, he just seemed like he was a lot happier. So I moved his uh, cat box outside into the garage so he could go to the bathroom, and then I put in a cat door as well. And it seemed like he really enjoyed that. And then uh, the people next door, it was a group home, and they all just moved out very suddenly one day. Just moved out, put a dumpster out there, threw all the the clothing and just like everything in this dumpster, and they had three cats, and they abandoned those cats. So those cats eventually started getting hungry, and they would come next door, and, and Pepper, my cat, my Pepper, he was one of them, and him and Chonkachu, Katzen, they get along very, very well together. 
There was another one that came over, Mr. Mustache. Unfortunately, Mr. Mustache passed away probably like a month or two ago now at this point. I think he was just old or I don't know what happened to him. But he was he was a sweetheart, and now I just love cats. I, if, that, if that girl, if Kelly's sister ever asked for cats and back, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't think I could give her her cat back. I freaking love that dude. He's awesome, and it will it will hurt a lot someday whenever he uh, whenever he passes, and it hurts now. You know, like for for Duchess and and Duchess, my my first cat. I guess I call it my first cat. It was like the first cat that I had whenever I was living on my own. I had her for fifteen years or so, and like. She was awesome. I, I loved her. Took care of her for a long time. I just really like cats. I saw a TikTok last night about this guy that retired, and he just goes to the cat shelter, and he takes naps with cats, and he's really happy doing that. I feel like uh, cat people get a bad rap. They were all like really weird and awkward and, and just kind of odd that we like cats. It's true. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm awkward. And I like cats, and I'm proud of it. Deal with it, people. Last but not least, let's talk about Beckett. Uh, we were playing some hide-and-seek, and I've noticed that he's getting better at hide-and-seek. He doesn't just always go to the same spot underneath the table. Um, yesterday, I actually looked in every room of the house before he revealed himself because I could not find him. Shout-out to him. His hide-and-seek skills are vastly improving. He was in the basement, by the way, so I'll check there next time. The other thing that I continue to be impressed about with that dude is his ability and art. Uh, it's frustrating to me that his school that he goes to, they don't offer any kind of art classes in elementary school. So everything that he's doing is 100% self-taught, self-interest, those kinds of things. But uh, he's gotten into this thing called alphabet lore. I thought that he was saying alphabet war, W-A-R, but he's saying lore, L-O-R-E. Apparently, it's this thing where there's one evil letter. The letter F is very, very evil, uh, which, of course, is his favorite letter. So I'm going to get him an alphabet lore F plush for Christmas. we got to make that happen. Uh, but also, <laughs> the dude whipped out this creation yesterday. He drew the F, and the F has teeth in between the like two horizontal lines on the F, and then it has eyes as well. And if you looked at his drawing, you would have thought that he would have cut it out of a magazine. It was immaculate. It was very impressive. And the teeth were expertly cut out. They were all jagged teeth cut out just perfectly. He's in kindergarten. These, these things impressed me. I'm his dad. And then he uh, went on to do like some other letters, and he wanted me to tape those to them. And then he wound up sleeping with it, and it got destroyed, so he was really upset about that. But long story short, short. He's an awesome dude. He's got some abilities, and I freaking love him. And I think that's going to be the end of the show. That wraps up episode number 56. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I would love to hear your responses to the question of the week. What part of yourself would you like to improve? You can get deep just like I did, or you can do. Uh, you can say whatever you want to say. It's your comment on the YouTube. It's up to you. So uh, don't forget to listen to In Absence of Identity by Extra Large Holiday Card. His album is called Plague Doctor. It's amazing. Hope you all have a fantastic week. And of course, I will catch you in one of those next videds that are coming out on the Builder Buds YouTube channel. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.